0: Jonathan Isaac can't wait to be back. We can't wait to have him back. When will he be back? What impact will he have when he is back? Oh, boy, there's a lot of questions. And I'm not into cryptic tweets, but we will talk about the Magic's ideal starting lineup and why maybe these early struggles aren't such a big deal after all. Locked on Magic is up next. On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 29th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD on today's episode of locked on magic we're going to talk a little bit about the ideal Orlando magic starting lineup and why even though this current starting lineup is playing really really well um, one of the big issues is the magic are still down three potential starters so we'll talk a little bit about what the magic have on the horizon and why maybe that's a sign of optimism we'll also talk about roles and how the magic are beginning to accept and find their roles and why that is a big key to success uh, this season. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment, plus a preview of tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen of the day, or just part of your regular podcast rotation, to be perfectly honest. Um, Whether you're listening to us in the morning, whether you're listening to us at lunch, on your way home, on your way to the game, or your Magic Raptors watch party, um, I'm sure those are happening, we are free and available on all platforms, plus streaming on YouTube. Remember, you can check out the Lockdown Podcast Network wherever you download podcasts. The place I want to start, though, is with, uh, with the starting line. Um, you know, we've talked about this a lot. We talked about it a lot after Wednesday's game. Um, the Magic starting lineup has been really good. Um, I actually looked up the numbers for, for, my ma- for my preview of the Magic Raptors game. Of every lineup in the NBA that has played at least 50 minutes, so far this season. So about 10 minutes per game together. The magic starting lineup has the best net rating in the entire league. Um, that there are plus 29 point something. I forget exactly what it is. Uh, net rating. Um, just, just think about that. A team that is one in four that has a minus 14 net rating has a lineup that plays a, a not insignificant number of minutes, you know, maybe a 10th of the game at this point. um, has has a lineup that is destroying its opponents, a rarely used lineup that is destroying its opponents. Um I, I think that's I think that's pretty cool. Um you know I don't I, I you know who knows how sustainable it is. There are some debates about okay who are they really playing against. Um, but this is the starting group. We can isolate some of their minutes pretty clearly and say no these guys are playing the best players the other team has to offer the starting lineup that the other team has to offer. To me, you know, I I agree with some of the criticisms of it. Uh, You know, I'm the one peddling the stat, but I I do agree that it's not something to read too much into. We're still early sample size. We're still very, very young in the season. You don't want to get too carried away with any stats that you see. Things are going to change. There's inevitably going to be injuries. And yes, the Magic are going to welcome back some players. And so inevitably, things have to change. Uh, we, We can't just assume that everything's going to stay the same. And right now, I think one of the biggest tasks and challenges that Jamal Mosley has is creating a rotation that allows this lineup to continue to succeed in the way that they are, but provides balance throughout the course of the game. And it is not an easy thing to do. Steve Clifford would always tell us, you try and sit down and make a rotation with 10 players or or adding that guy or, or fixing to these lineups. It's not easy. You don't want to play guys too much. Um, you got to meet, you still got to manage your human beings. This isn't, this isn't 2k where you can just plop guys in and and it works. Um, there's, there's a lot that has to go into it. And, and the magic I think are still kind of settling in on how they want to build their rotations, uh, and what can make some ultimate success. And I think honestly, Wednesday's game was a big step in the right direction. I think Wednesday we saw some adjustments to the rotation and saw ways that Mosley can continue to, to make adjustments and, 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 put guys in positions to succeed. Now, why the starting group is playing well is a bit of a mystery. Um, I would say Franz Wagner has a lot to do with it. Um, I would say that Wendell Carter has a lot to do with it. Um, I would say Cole Anthony has a lot to do with it. I would say that that trio is a big reason for the team's success. And it's why the Magic have tried to have Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter with that second unit to try and add some stability. But at the same time, that creates holes everywhere. The bottom line is this, um, and we knew this about this magic team. They're extremely young. Uh, so you know, trusting Jalen Suggs to run point is is gonna be a bit of a struggle. It's gonna be it's gonna come with its headaches and its inconsistencies, and that's fine. I'm perfectly all right with that. I think that is a perfectly natural thing to happen. Um the thing of it is though, this magic team is still severely undermanned. Um, they're down Chumo Kiki, they're down Jonathan Isaac, they're down Marco Fultz. Those are three potential starters. Those are three guys that Reese thought about in the offseason as saying when this team is fully healthy, they'll play. Just adding Markel Fultz to the lineup. Let's say, let's say the Magic add Markel Fultz to the lineup. That moves Jalen Suggs to the bench, um, and and that maybe gives him a chance to feel the game out, and that maybe gives him a chance to see how the game is flowing. Um, that gives him a chance to play alongside you know a veteran like Gary Harris and Terrence Ross rather than just one of the two. Um, it gives him a chance to play against potentially weaker point guards to, to gain some confidence. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with Jalen Suggs, um, but I think certainly part of his issues is going up against starting level players a little bit before maybe he's ready. Not that. Not that you know that's an excuse. He should be ready, but um, I think that very very clearly Suggs needs to to get his feet wet here in the NBA. Adding Chumo Kiki will inevitably push one of Wendell Carter or Mo Obama to the bench or Franz Wagner to the bench. Adding Jonathan Isaac will push one of those two to the bench as well. Um, and so even having those guys off the bench, even having Fultz, Okiki, and Isaac off the bench, significantly improves the bench unit. Right now, Jamal Mosley has to play either Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony at, at, at point guard the entire game. And if he wants to play them together, that leaves holes throughout the course of the rotation. That's why we saw RJ Hampton play point, which was hasn't been good yet. Um, let's, let's, let's put it lightly like that. The Magic are obviously still figuring out the rotation with the players they have. But very, very soon, they'll have to figure out rotation with the players they don't yet have, the players that are on their way. I would expect and suspect that Chuma Okiki will be back sometime during the homestand coming up uh, next week. Jonathan Isaac posted his cryptic tweet. He is excited to be back. Um, I'm not sure exactly why that why Thursday was the day to post said tweet. Um, but nevertheless, that got everyone super excited about his return. That could be, you know, honestly, we're well past the window for his return. It could be at any point. Jonathan Isaac could show up one day. Now um, I checked the I checked the injury report last night. Both are still out for tonight's game against the Raptors. So uh, I'm not super worried that they'll be back soon, but, uh, or back even on this road trip. But very, very soon, this this Magic team is going to get these kinds of reinforcements, get these reinforcements to help build this team back up. And that's, that's kind of the point here. You know, we don't know what the Magic's ideal starting lineup is. We don't know what this team's ultimate kind of final vision looks like um we, we don't know that um we do know that there are some very talented players weeding in the wings and so any concern any hand-wringing we might have about about the lineups about the rotations about the bench play very likely they're going to be resolved here in the next month or or in the next month the ser- the story the rotations, the lineups are going to change completely. And that's comforting in a way, I suppose. Um, I think that's a sign that, hey, if this Magic team can, this underman, this very depleted Magic team, can somehow pick up some wins, stay in the playoff race. Yeah, I'll say it. um, Maybe there's a chance to salvage something from the season that's much better because if there's anything, that clue that the starting lineup is playing so well which suggests to me that there's something there you know there's there's you know for we're, we're looking for positives if we're looking for signs that this magic team can get it that this magic team can take that could take a step up that, that we're not expecting the fact that the starting lineup is the best lineup in the entire league league that's played at least 50 minutes to this point of the season that says something right is that anything David David Steele is that anything? Still too early. We're not gonna go create, we're not gonna go flying off the handle over any stats five games into the season. But the magic are getting reinforcements. The magic are going to get starter level players back from injury here very, very soon. And to me, that suggests that the magic are in much better shape than maybe their record would suggest. They just have to hold the ship steady, find the right rotations, and more importantly, find the right roles for players. Moving forward, we'll talk a little bit about that issue coming up here in just a moment. This episode of Locked on Magic is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi. Trust me, I have used it many times and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on long road trips to rest your legs and refuel. McDonald's has always been a central part of, of the community of the community, believe it or not. Here in Orlando, I remember going to the McDonald's on International Drive um, to play in the play place, to to grab, to grab, uh, to grab a happy meal, grab the toy. I remember when I was in middle school, we'd get let out uh, at 2.30 every Wednesday. My dad and I would always go to McDonald's for a two-for-two two quarter pounder with cheese. And it would always be a place where we could connect and share share a quick meal together after school. McDonald's has always had this place in our communities. It's always there for us when we needed a little bit of comfort food and a place where we can just relax. No matter what age you are, McDonald's is Part of the community. So head to your local McDonald's today to refuel and reconnect. Remember, McDonald's is the place where love happens. McDonald's, I'm loving it. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic your first listen every day. We are free to available on all platforms. So no matter what part of your day we are, we truly appreciate you, we truly appreciate you listening to Locked on Magic. Now, a big thing that always gets talked about um, is roles, um, understanding roles. And, and I think um, especially for a team that's still coming together, for a coach that's still new, this is gonna be one of the biggest challenges to, to this team, kind of finding consistency. Um once you know what your role is, it's easier to be consistent in that role. It's easier to say, my job is X. I'm going to do job X. Um, and obviously, some nights you have to do a little bit more, some nights you have to do a little bit less. Um, but understanding player roles is really, really important. And I think one of the things that we're seeing happen here um, is the team struggle a little bit with how with, with what they're supposed to do. Now, like Franz Wagner, the reason why he's been so successful is he understands his role perfectly. He's not trying to take guys off the dribble. He's not trying to dribble the ball into oblivion. He's not trying to, to to drive recklessly into the paint. That's not his job. He is not the playmaker on the team. He's gotten a lot more aggressive and confident going into the post, uh, looking for his shots and looking for driving opportunities. But he knows he knows that when he knows that when he has the ball in his hands. He's got to make a quick move, or he's got to keep it moving, and he has a really, really good understanding of that, and that's honestly why he's been successful. You know, Jalen Suggs, I think they put him in a starring role, and I think that 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 the Magic have, um, I think that the Magic have done a really good, have done a good job, kind of putting him in the role they think he will play in. That's maybe not a role he's quite ready for, which is why maybe uh, coming off the bench or, or playing more with the bench units would help him out a whole lot more, um, or at least if that's the role they wanted me to play. I thought that one of the reasons the Magic lost in Wednesday's game was they took the ball out of Cole Anthony's hands. They put it in Jalen Sugg's hands. They let him get some late game reps. And like I said, I'm not angry about it, but that wasn't a winning decision. That was a development decision. and And obviously development decisions often lead to losses, lead to not winning decisions. At the same time, though, there's a lot the Magic still have to understand about what they're trying to do and how they need to work together to win games. And what's been a really nice development over the last three games is Cole Anthony really taking the the four as the team's main ball handler. Um, Cole Anthony has really kind of stepped up and really understands where he can be successful and how to keep others involved. If anyone, and right now, the temperature of this is taken by Cole Anthony. If Cole Anthony is aggressive and moving the ball the Magic can be really dangerous and can be really interesting and, and scary team. If Cole Anthony is struggling and driving to the basket too much or looking to score too much and the ball sticks with him, the team's going to really struggle. And that's the case with Jalen Suggs. And that's the case with so many other players. The reason why the Magic were successful in Sunday's game, the reason why the Magic were able to beat the Knicks, the reason why the Magic were able to compete really, really well with the Hornets, and even honestly, part of the reason why they were able to stay with the Heat for so long is players understood where they fit into the ecosystem. No one tried to do too much. No one tried to be the hero. Everyone understood what their role was. And for long stretches of all three of those games, played it well. And that's going to be a real key. Um, Defining roles, it's difficult on a rebuilding team, no doubt, because rebuilding teams have so much inconsistency about them. They have so much... So much struggle and difficulty in doing some of the simple things at times. And that's okay. That's understandable. No one's upset about it. But the Magic have to do a better job understanding where they fit into these ecosystems. They have to do a better job understanding where they fit and how they can make each other better. You know, we talk a lot about the ball movement. Um, and if you want to know how well the Magic are playing, check how the ball is moving on offense. If the ball is stuck, if one guy is dribbling to oblivion, it's not working. If the ball is moving, if we're getting some inside-out action, side-to-side side action especially, then things are working pretty well. Uh, and the Magic have shown that they can be an interesting and dangerous team when they get the ball moving. Um, they're still tr- struggling to figure out switching defenses especially. Um, they're they're still struggling to figure out some things that you would expect young teams to struggle to fill, figure out. Um, but they have had some pockets of really good play. And obviously, Sunday's game was by far the best the Magic had played this season. And I thought Wednesday's game was actually a really solid game. Orlando lost that game because of turnovers late. In the end, as the Magic continue to understand their roles, and continue to understand where they fit with each other, they will get better. And obviously, it's important that they understand these roles for when injured players come back. Because those injured players will need the time to understand their roles and how they fit too. There's going to be an adjustment period when Chumo Kiki comes back. There's going to be an adjustment period when Jonathan Isaac comes back. There's going to be an adjustment period when Markel Fultz comes back. Who knows if they jump right back into the starting lineup or if the Magic bring them along slowly or how they develop them. But regardless, as they return, they will have to understand what the team needs them to do to be successful in the minutes that they play. This is not an easy thing to describe. It is not an easy thing to quantify. It is not an easy thing to... To look up. But the Magic are are certainly a team that is defining these roles. And defining who they want to be still. Five games into the season, we're starting to see hints of it all. And hopefully they further cement themselves. And hopefully we do get some consistency over what players are trying to do. And how they're trying to do it throughout the course of the game. Developing roles is a really big key to the upcoming season. We'll talk about the Atlanta maddox game against the Toronto Raptors coming up here in just a moment. Yes, I do have uh, my prediction and my my expectations for the game coming up here. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's literally something for everyone, whether you want a a fruity flavor like raspberry or orange or savory flavor like double chocolate or cookies and cream. There's a flavor for everyone, and if you like them all, you can get a mixed box with two of each of the nine regularly available flavors. And don't forget to check out the special flavors that come out. I believe there's a pumpkin puff flavor that's out right now, Um, so you can enjoy that this Halloween. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy for you too. This is a protein bar for the non-protein bar person, just as much as it is for the protein bar person. With 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. It is the perfect bar to snack on in the middle of the day to get you through to the end or to replenish you after a tough workout. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So all the gold medals of Tokyo were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. The Atlanta Magic will take on the Toronto Raptors tonight at Scotiabank Arena up in Toronto. Good to see the Magic back, um, in Toro- back in Toronto. Good to see the Raptors back in Toronto. I know their fans are very, very excited for it. And this should be a really interesting game. Um, the Magic come in at 1-4. and four. The Raptors are at 2-3. and three, But the Raptors are kind of struggling a little bit. They had a really nice win early in the season against the Wizards, I believe. Um, no, they, they lose that game against Wizards. Uh, I forget who they beat. They beat a good team. And then they beat the beat the Pacers the other night. Um, The Raptors are a really interesting team. Um, I think they're still kind of coming into their own. I think they're still figuring some things out about how they're playing together. Pascal Siakam is still out with a shoulder injury. Um, They obviously have some dangerous shooters in Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. Um, But this is a team that's been struggling offensively and really struggling to shoot. Um, And obviously I think the magic would love to face a team that isn't a juggernaut offensively right now. Um, They've obviously got good size. They'll play Scotty Barnes and OGN and OB together. Um, Scotty Barnes has gotten off to a nice start with 17 points per game so far this season. Um, and, and he's been shooting well, playing really well, really well within himself. Um, but this is going to be an interesting game because the Raptors do struggle to shoot from beyond the arc. And that's been one of the Magic's weaknesses is their three-point shooting. Um, but, they, but, but the Raptors have shooters but are struggling to shoot. Um, and, and so we'll see if the Magic are the elixir for that or if the Magic uh, can get the stops that they need. The other part of this game to keep an eye on is the rebound. Um, Orlando has been a poor rebounding team. They're 22nd in the league right now in defensive rebound rate. Um, they have struggled on the glass, and it was a big point of emphasis coming out of the loss to the Charlotte Hornets. Just like the fast break points were a point of emphasis coming out of the Miami game. It'll be interesting to see if the Magic put more emphasis on getting to the defensive glass because the Raptors are an outstanding offensive rebounding team to this point in the season. They've done a really good job getting to the offensive glass. Um, and scoring second-chance points. I think that will be a huge key in this game. If the Magic are able to rebound effectively, they will have a real shot to win this one. Honestly, like Toronto's a good, Toronto is a good team, but they're not the Toronto Raptors of old. Obviously, they're down Pascal Siakam. They've got some good weapons. Um, they got veteran leadership. They've got a great coach in Nick Nurse. So it's going to be a tough challenge for the Orlando Magic. But I do think that this is a game the Magic can win, and they don't have to be perfect to win. Um, they could go through a little bit of a cold sprout because um, Toronto's defense is still very, very good. That is still the basis of what Toronto does. Um, they could go through a cold spout and still have a shot at winning. Now, obviously, if they go too long, Toronto is a team that can bury you if you're not careful. Um, but if the Magic play with the effort um, and general focus that they played with Wednesday, they'll have a chance to win games like these. Um, Wednesday, Honestly, Wednesday came down to late-game execution, uh, and I'm fine with losing games by late-game execution. I'm not fine with losing games because the team put its head down. They didn't handle the runs well, and they just get buried. I thought Orlando did a really good job of handling the back and forth of that game. It was 17 lead changes in that game. It was a back and forth game. Um, I thought they did a good job kind of staying in it, and I thought they just pressed a little bit at the end of the game. Um, I thought they pressed a little bit when Charlotte made that last run, and Orlando just could not get themselves unstuck there in the fourth quarter. So, Honestly, I thought Wednesday's game was overall very, very encouraging. And I think if the Magic play that way, they're going to pick up wins on this road trip. Now, obviously, they got Toronto tonight. they got Detroit on Saturday. Honestly, I'm sure Detroit is looking well forward to that Orlando game. There's been reports that that might be when Cade Cunningham makes his uh, debut this season. I'm sure they've been looking forward to that game. I think the Pistons are still winless. I'm sure they view that Orlando game as a game they have to win. Um, But I think that's a game Orlando has to win as well. Um, And if Orlando plays the way they did Wednesday night, they should beat Detroit. They should win that game. If Orlando plays the way they played Wednesday night, they should have a chance to beat Toronto. If the Magic play the way they play Wednesday night, they should have a chance to beat Minnesota. Minnesota's probably the best of the three teams that they're going to play on this road trip. Um, I think this is a good opportunity on this road trip. I think it's a good opportunity on this back-to-back to to really show the team's resolve. And I know that's something they want to hang their hat on. And and so I I do expect the Magic to be very competitive. I'm willing to say the Magic can win this game, but um, I think that it's it's still going to be a tough challenge and it's going to be a good challenge for this young team to implement the things that they've learned and kind of seen from these losses early in the season. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts, such as TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places you on podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore MD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including updates from tonight and Saturday's game, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter. At Oh Magic Daily. Thank you again for listening to Locked on Magic and making us your first listen every day or part of your regular podcast rotation. We'll be back Monday with a recap of the weekend games, especially Saturday's game against the Detroit, Detroit Pistons and a look ahead to the week ahead, especially the big homestand that begins before the gauntlet begins. Yes, I have labeled the magic schedule from Thanksgiving to Christmas. It sucks. I hate it. Um, so now, now that you're done listening to us, make your second listen locked on fantasy basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy podcast, fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Daily Locked On Magic. This is all again Next time for another episode. of